You're a man that controls his own destiny. A man that is always in the pursuit of being better. You are in the right place. You are responsible. You are strong. You are a leader. You are a force for good. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum. All right, Brad, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, this is pretty cool. Sounds to me like I think, uh, you know, we'll have to, obviously, we're going to add the intro in later. Yeah, we can clip or move anything or whatever. And we are recording right now, so I think that the audience is hearing some sort of inside baseball. <laughs> they, they picked up the signal on the headphones exactly so they've already heard the intro and then they've heard us talk about you know has the intro gone and uh last time i checked and i check every day the intro to this podcast is still badass and quite yeah, it is other than my children quite possibly the greatest thing i've created in my entire life so. <laughs> it's very good Derek. I can't, I, I'm going to start working on an outro right now, but I'm afraid I set the bar so high <laughs> a intro that, you know, like, it's like, how do you, you know, it's like Shakespeare, you know, he wrote so many good things that is it, are there things that he didn't write because he wasn't, he wasn't sure they were going to be good enough. But anyway, I want to welcome the audience to the Alpha Quorum podcast. My name is Derek Johnson. I'm the host and co-founder of the Alpha Quorum podcast, and I'm coming to you tonight from um, hopefully an empty classroom at a rec center here in Las Vegas. While my daughter is at cheerleading practice, I have, <laughs> we're men on I the go ducked, here. I have ducked away into an empty um, classroom here. I'm looking at an orange dinosaur with a blue bow tie on. <laughs> And there's a kitchen, I think, I'm assuming it's the kitchen because the sign on the door says kitchen uh, coming from and uh, next to me. And I can hear voices in there talking about something. I'm not quite sure. So at some point, if this classroom does become occupied, we are going to have to pause this recording and I'm going to have to find a different way to... Uh, a different place to finish it but i was going to do it in my car but when it's 112 degrees outside the last place you want to be in las vegas is a parked car <laughs> and i couldn't i couldn't run the air conditioning because you would all you would hear is the air conditioning and and not my elo, you know my eloquent prose that i'm so you know famous for the deep sound voice I, I want I want to welcome Brad, my co-founder to the Alpha Quorum, to the uh, podcast. And I want to thank, you know, we've we've kind of been rolling out this podcast um, on a uh, invitation only basis. We've been sharing. And, and if you're listening to this now, you fit into one of two groups, either the invitation only crowd or at some point in the very near future, we are going to be publishing this on all the different platforms. But the feedback that we've gotten for episode one has been overwhelmingly positive. Everybody um, likes the message. They like the idea. They seem to agree with uh, the place we're coming from, the premise that, you know, it's not a friendly place for manly men right now. And one of the purposes of the Alpha Quorum and one of the things that we're going to be doing is creating a place where we can be men without apologizing and without making excuses. That's why our motto is 
no excuses, uh, no apologies. Uh, but some of the feedback we got for that first podcast was apparently, Brad, I don't know if you read the comments like I did, but apparently there are a lot of guys that think you didn't go deep enough. And you kind of... <clears throat> And, and and I don't want to put you on the spot, although that's what okay. on the spot. I, I'm prepared for anything with you, man. Well, of course, you, and we had we had show prep, so I'm going to give these guys a little bit more inside baseball. I know it sounds like we're like friendly banter, and you know it's all very organic, but this is totally scripted. We've been preparing this for weeks. <laughs> everything, we're, everything we're about to say is, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. But, I but wish I would feel a lot more comfortable if it was. You got me. You got me on the hot seat here. It sounds like. Do, do not worry. I am a trained podcast professional, Brad. My job is to make you look good, to keep <laughs> things moving along, and to keep the audience engaged. And four minutes and forty seconds into this podcast, I can tell you right now, the audience is hanging on every word we say. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. As we speak, they're texting their wives, their mothers, their sisters, their brothers, their pastors, their boss. They're saying, tune into the Alpha Quorum right now. These guys speak truth to power. Anyway, the, the, back to the comments for the, 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 um, the overwhelming sort of feedback that I was getting is that, you know what, we didn't go deep enough. And maybe, you know, it was first show jitters. Maybe we're just trying to find our traction and get our bearing. But I think what people really responded to in the first podcast was specific stories about specific circumstances you've dealt with in the past and less say about the um uh the the broader problems i think everybody recognizes the problems especially if they're listening to this podcast they probably agree with the premise on some level and what they're looking for is to hear stories that they can relate to where people had problems and you were able to help them find their way out of them by taking specific action steps. And so what I want to do today is kind of have a conversation about, you know, kind of set up a premise. So I come into you for the first time, or maybe we've been meeting for a while and I've got specific problems or specific issues that I've been dealing with as a man. And, and we, we talked about feeling powerless a lot last time, which is me personally is, is something that I can definitely relate to. There are times in my life, especially, you know, um, having been divorced, going through a divorce, that is, like, if that doesn't make you feel powerless, especially if you didn't want it, if that doesn't make you feel powerless, not much will. But how do you deal with that? And how, what kind of solutions can we, you know, can you offer and what kind of action can we take to reclaim our power? All right. Yeah, go ahead. So all I'm saying is, so let, let just for, you know, I, I asked you to kind of prepare some specific examples of people, <clears throat> of patients you've dealt with in the past that have come to come to you with um, these type of issues and how you've been able to guide them to a better place. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I'm prepared for that. So one of some of the feedback I got was since I talked about some of my own situation, I wanted to just follow up on a small part of that because I think my own story is a little bit of the, of the average guy's situation. So uh, I was married for 
I don't know, 12 or 13 years. And uh, it was, it, it ended in divorce and was, was difficult and so forth. But part of um, just to, for those who didn't hear that first episode, part of the issue there was I was feeling powerless, but I tried to be, I tried to have power and control in the relationship, which came out in unhealthy ways, nothing serious or nothing illegal or anything like that, but just um, trying to be a leader without, you know, in, in, in ways that weren't very respectable. And then, so that didn't work. That relationship failed. And in my next relationship, I began, I tried to overcorrect by being the nice guy. I just wanted to, uh, meet my now wife. I wanted to meet all of her needs and just make sure that she was first and that, um, you know, I deferred everything to her and that didn't work either. And uh, two or three years into that, I don't remember how long it was. Um, I had a conversation with my brother, my younger brother who actually set me straight. And one of the things he suggested, and I love this and I shared this ever since I've shared this with people that I work with is that, he said, you know, somebody's got to be 51% in, in control. Someone has to be the 51% leader. You're not trying to dominate or be the dictator, but someone has to be the leader. Someone has to have the final decision. When he told me that, I recognized that that's what was wrong with me. And previous in the previous relationship, maybe that was, um, I was, I was the 81% guy <laughs> and just tried to try to exert too much influence. And it was kind of an, you know, an unhealthy thing. Um, but, and then I tried to, and then I became the 21% person and I needed to balance that back out and kind of step up and be the leader, use my voice. Since I've done that, things have been much better. And so as we talk about powerlessness, you know, um, I think what I experience is what a lot of men experience is they're just trying to find their way. Then they maybe are overcorrecting um, once they realize what they're doing is wrong. And some guys are trying to bang their chest and yell and throw things and break the door and whatever. And that's, of course, that's not leadership and that's not, that's not real power. That's being, that's being an ass. That's, 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 you know, just being a jerk and that doesn't get you anywhere. And so, um, I think, you know, as people come in, guys come in and they want to, they want to increase their, their strength and their, um, they want to feel like they have some control in their life again. Um, they got to first identify, I think one of the first things I want them to identify is what is working, what has worked so well. This may sound kind of crazy. What has worked so well about being in the weaker position and, you may think, well, no, nothing, nothing's working because um, that's why I'm coming to you for help, Brad. But we, we only do things that, that we perceive are working out for us. You know, we don't, we don't shop at stores that continue to rip us off. We, we do things that kind of work out. So why is it working out for me to be a weak person in my relationship? So let me, let me interrupt you for just a second, just so that I'm understanding Obviously, there has been, if, if we continue to behave in, for lack of a better word, um, like a beta, and I think that's probably proper nomenclature, especially given the name of the podcast. Sure. But there's been a benefit. Otherwise, we wouldn't continue to do that. Is that what you're asking? That's right. Yeah, we. it's, it's somehow... 
it, it's paid off. It's helped us do something. It's helped us maintain something. It's helped us avoid responsibility. There's something of, of value that we've found in that. And then <clears throat> at some point we wake up and say, wait a minute, the price that I'm paying for this is much greater than any payoff. So it has to be different. But to first recognize, I think, why have I allowed this to happen this way? And in my case, and in a lot of men's cases, the hope was, Hey, if I'm just, if I'm nice to you, you'll love me back. You will give me, you will meet my needs. If I'm, if we eat at the places you, you want to eat, if we set the the thermostat to where you want it to be, if we do everything that you want to do and let you have all the say in everything, maybe you'll love me back. And that just doesn't work. I just don't know really any women who want a man like that. And, uh, same, same for in same sex relationships, but you know, it just, you, you can't, you can't give away your power hoping that someone respects you back. Does that make sense? Now there, there seems to be some sort of when you're acting, cause I'm, I'm as guilty of a, as a next guy. And as you were saying that, as you were asking that question, I was like, that's an interesting way to put it that there's obviously been a benefit to behaving that way. Otherwise you would stop that behavior. Can you, I, I don't know if you can hear it, but whatever is going on in the room next to me, it must be very exciting. Because they, have so, if you, they can hear the podcast. They're cheering for Alpha. Exactly. We're on a roll here. Single Terry. We're on a roll. <laughs> that's an interesting point so those of you listening here if you're unhappy with your relationship with your wife if you're unhappy with your relationship with your boss if you're unhappy in these relationships i I think it's i i I think that the first thing you know it's easy to kind of blame your boss or blame your wife and you know i've been in that position where you're sort of sitting back waiting for the other person to change and you've again at that point you've handed them all of your power you've said look i'm going to sit back here i'm going to waste my life away waiting for you to change and when you change then i'll go ahead and i'll get my act together and i'll do what i'm supposed to do and that seems so, when you put it when, when i put it that way and i and i hear myself say it that sounds so insane like if somebody wrote that down and told me like this is the secret to life and if you do this <laughs> And if you do this, you will have health, wealth, and happiness all the live long day. I would look at them like they're crazy, and yet I do it. And here's why I do it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to catch if Mrs. Johnson is listening, I'm in so much, and I'm sure she is. <laughs> I, I do it because I want my partner to shut up. Like that is the only short term benefit. It doesn't make her, you know, in my case, it doesn't make her respect me more. It doesn't make her love me more. It doesn't make me a better provider or protector in my home. What it does is make me a pansy ass who cannot handle my wife's opinions and or criticism. And so I act like a beta. So she'll shut up. No wonder they don't respect that. Right. Like there's there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that that type of behavior breeds all sorts of problems in relationships. And I'm not suggesting that there are women out there. There aren't women out there that get off on this sort of thing. OK, but no woman I would want to have a relationship with and no women that woman that most of my friends 
would want to have a relationship with. I think as a man, our masculine alpha energy wants to lead and we feel powerless when we can't figure out how to do it. Like you may have just solved like with that one question, if people can, you know, if we can have the type of self-awareness enough to ask ourselves that question, man, we could stop a lot of this crap right at the beginning. Like, why the hell am I doing this? Yeah. That's yeah. Like I'm, I'll tell you right now, we'll do another podcast here. I think we've scheduled the next one for about, I don't know, two or three days from now. And I'm going to tell you right now that sometime in the next 72 hours, I'm going to be faced with a situation, whether it's at home or at work, where the easy thing to do to kind of just shut things, somebody up and, and move things along is to just lay down and give them what they want. <laughs> and I'm going to have to stop myself and I'm going to ask myself, like, who benefits from this? Right. I mean, is my life moving forward? I, am I getting better at something? Am I adding value, or am I just avoiding conflict now? So, so you know, so somebody will leave me alone. And if that's the case, at that point, I have to ask: Okay, is that the best possible outcome for that this situation? And you know what? Sometimes it might be. You know, what I'm saying if I'm getting pulled over and the guy's writing a ticket, I'm not going to argue with the dude. You know, but right, if I'm right. at home. And we're talking about a movie to watch or dinner or something like that, something stupid, you know, or seemingly stupid. I'm going to ask myself that question like, okay, what, what would a leader do in this situation? Anyway, back to I, I totally I totally just like commandeered the. No, that's great, man. You know, I'm, I'm trying to remember where I heard this. It may be from I think that the. the the, the idea, the concept we're talking about somewhere it's written as the covert contract. I think it might be from the book called uh, no more, Mr. Nice guy. That book the, that is from that book. That's I can't exactly think of the author's about. name, but great book. I just read it recently and I've been recommending that to some clients, but he talks about that, that covert contract, this secret little behavioral trick that we're trying to play that that's kind of what you described. You know, if I, if I, if I just let, let this be, things will ultimately go my way in the end. <laughs> and it just never really kind of works out. There's the expectations, no. the expectations are, are what is flawed there. Right. No, no, you're, you're expecting, you know, you're expecting somebody to, I, I, I don't know what you're expecting. Like I said, it just, like, I got it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm stumbling because I'm trying to use nice words because I know there are guys that, <laughs> you know, and it's because part of the uh, invitation only crowd that I've been inviting to the podcast are people I know from church. And we can, that's a whole other topic that we can get into <laughs> on a later podcast. But I'm really trying to be on my best behavior. And everybody that knows me knows I have a bit of a salty mouth. And sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm very unscrupulous in the words I select to, you know, use. But in this case, I'm really trying to be on my best behavior. Um, but, yeah, if, going back to it, and then we'll move on from this. But, man, if somebody wrote that down and said this is the way – to be healthy, wealthy, and emotionally satisfied is to, you know, create these covert contracts and take care of everybody else in the hope that they might, might meet your needs. And quite frankly, 
you're probably not even telling people at this point. If you're behaving in such a way, you probably don't even have the onions to tell them what you need or what you want. You're expecting them to read your mind and just do it, right? Yeah, or, or not even aware that you're believing that. It's just some magical kind of a, a, a childlike hope, you know. You don't. It's not even very conscious, maybe. It's just like, oh, if I it's covert in your own thoughts too, maybe that you don't even recognize that you're doing it and you're just kind of trying to, trying to play dead, you know, or whatever to, to, you know. And then you set yourself up with these expectations that, you know, your wife is, or your partner or your boss is supposed to do this or this or this. And then when those expectations aren't met, well, that's where you start to get enmity and contempt in relationships, which is, toxic and the moment those emotions enter into any relationship good luck getting that ether back in the bottle it just it can't happen you know the moment you start to see the world through that through that uh through that lens you know i mean it's 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 almost impossible to fix relationships once it kind of gets to that point i agree so back to what you were saying as far as the 51% and like we've already, we're like we're 21 minutes into this podcast and we, we we talked about it before we want to keep it about a half hour and if we're, we're on a roll we'll go a little longer um, if we've got some stuff we want to flesh out then we'll probably turn this into a two-parter we'll discuss some things later on so you know in your own experience Brad you know dealing with the you know being the nice guy and 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 wanting to you know for lack of a better word, be, you know, being the beta when really your nature is to be the alpha, you know, what specific actions did you take to kind of create, correct that behavior? Because you said, you know, now in your marriage, you try and act more like a leader, but specifically like somebody out there right now is listening to this and, you know, they're probably dealing with the same challenges. So if somebody came down, if I sat across from you and I was you, like let's just put myself in your position at the beginning of your marriage where you're being the nice guy and you're getting walked on in the hopes that your needs were met, talk to me and say, okay, what are the top two action steps that I can, or top two or three that I can take when I get home today to start to correct this really destructive behavior? I would say the top two would be first is have an opinion, you know, have a, have an idea. You, you have to have a, you have to have a preference. And if you don't know what that is, so many men, I, I, I ask them tough questions and they literally just don't know. And, and sometimes the questions aren't so tough and they're pretty, you know, they're everyday things and they just have no opinion. It's like, they don't have the mental space maybe to even, process this question about I don't know something dumb like where are we going to eat or what's happening you got to have an opinion you got to have a position you got to have a you got to have a an idea a preference about how you want things to be and then the second thing would be uh, I just pulled out my copy the other day of Stephen Covey's The Eighth Habit and many people are very familiar with the seven habits of highly affected people, which he wrote and was a, you know, just a game changer for the whole world. But the eighth habit, the eighth habit is find your voice. And, and so I think the first thing is have an opinion, have a perspective and a, and a preference, know what it is you want. What is the outcome you're after? 
um, from everyday things to the big picture, financial goals and those kind of things. What is it? What is it you want? What is, what is it you, you're unhappy with? How do you want it to be instead? And then find your voice. You got to be able to speak that. And without, without expressing that, which literally to express means to push out, you got to be able to push it out, put, get it out of you into the air and communicate that to your, to your spouse. That's those to me. And maybe there are little steps that have to happen, you know, in, in those larger, larger leaps there. But, um, that, so that's what I would say people have to do. All right. Now, um, uh, this is the, I can't, I get, I'll go because we've been talking about your, your experience and your journey. Um, at some point in your marriage, your current marriage, you made the realization that being the nice guy and being the guy that's just always agreeable and just like whatever you want, dear. And I got to be honest with you. Uh, in my, I know that it drives Mrs. Johnson crazy when I don't have an opinion, when I defer to her, what, you know what I'm saying? Like when, yeah. when I'm whatever you want you know that's too much pre- you know it's I, apparently it's too much pressure for most most women you know i think they don't want to make the decision i think they want to be able to veto it like you know what i'm saying like they want <laughs> they don't want to make the decision they want to judge the decision that's, that's that's great those of you that are still listening 25 minutes into this podcast if you learned anything from this podcast is that women don't want to make the decision they want to judge your decision that's what they want to do and you as the alpha just have to be okay with it all right have some thick skin water off a duck's back it's not personal they're just hardwired this way in fact i'll kind of tell you a funny story my wife and i had been married for less than a year and um i and i gotta be honest with you i mean and the first year of marriage is really hard and i know like I know it because I've done it two and a half times. So I know how hard the first year of marriage is. But I remember uh, six, eight months into our marriage and we were having an argument. And I remember there was this moment of self-awareness in the middle of the argument where I realized where I had had the same argument, exactly the same argument with one and two, which is you guys can figure out who one and two are. So I had had the same argument with one and two. And in a moment, I remember like my own voice in my head kind of having this like epiphany. And I realized, Oh, I'm the problem. I was the common denominator in all three of those arguments. So obviously I was, I was the problem. All right. And so, um, but going, going back when, when, when you go ahead and you, back to you know back to what you were saying i kind of went off on a tangent there but kind of bring it back where we were i have to expect that when you started to make these little changes in your relationship and started to lead and act respectfully and and really be you know the the alpha in 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 your home and in your family you probably were met with some resistance 
Yes. I mean, and, and I, uh, yeah. And I, and I see that with other men that I work with too. I, I saw a, I think it was a t-shirt, like a gold's gym t-shirt or a, an advertisement somewhere. And it said, want respect, be consistent. And it was talking about, you know, working out and that kind of thing. And I think that's true with everything. So we, 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 it's easy to set a boundary. It's easy to say, Hey, this is what we're going to do now. This is how it needs to be. And I'm the man. And this is how, what, what's going to, I'm the leader of this home and, and whatever. Um, and that's, that's maybe not that hard to do. What's hard is to be consistent in the firmness um, and doing that with love and doing that with, you know, you can't just be this, overbearing jerk you have to no. kind of ease into that some but, but well and and brad there's a fine line i mean there's like honestly like the, like there's a fine line between coming home and saying okay i'm the leader and this is the way it's going to be and just being a dick yeah you know what I mean? you're, yes you're right you're totally right and and if this is gonna work like consistency number one is key but also, I think because, you know, I know that especially in the current environment, the current, you know, I mean, in this whole podcast was born from this attitude that masculinity is toxic, which is hooey. And that, you know, somehow we need to um, feminize our men, which is also bigger hooey. But there's a fine line. And so. You know, again, I'm not real. And this is I'm being honest here and I'm kind of, you know, opening up the kimono. I myself would not necessarily be comfortable going home to Mrs. Johnson and saying, well, here's the way it's going to be. And I'm the man and I'm the leader. And this is just how we're going to do things from now on. See, but that's 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 domination. That's that's the um, the dictator style, and and we're talking about fifty one forty nine. Where, to me, the best kind of control is shared control, and so it it should never be this one way. You know, this one way power trip. It should be shared control. It should be, but just the firmness, having the the opinion, being able to communicate that, considering the other person's needs and preferences as well. But then being willing to pull the trigger and make things happen and and, you know, first, maybe maybe the first step before having an opinion is is just earn the respect. I mean, you, you have to do your part and pull your weight and that kind of thing so that you have more respect, your opinion and your preference and your uh, and your position can be honored more that way. But, yeah, I think you have to share the control. It's not about taking over and. Uh, you know, you're just the chief and everybody else is, is, is kind of working for you. It doesn't work that way. And in your clinical experience, as you've treated men, worked with men in similar circumstances, have you found that as they've behaved more respectfully and more like a leader in the home, have you have the women concede? Concede's not the right word, because, I, I again, like I said, there's a fine line between leading and and just being a jerk in the home. But wouldn't you find that the resistance from the other side of the relationship goes down when you act respectfully and you lead and you, and you're cons- probably more than anything else, you know, being respectful and then being consistent, the, the combination of those two things can probably solve a lot of the problems within the relationship 
if those problems are, you know, born from this feeling of powerlessness or from you acting like the nice guy, would that be your totally true? Yes. I mean, in, in some, in some of the changes that I'm talking about, you know, it, it doesn't have to be this roaring, you know, bust through the door and, and it, it may, they may be quiet changes instead of playing your video game for six hours after work. Maybe she catches you, uh, reading a book and highlighting some areas in the book about relationships and how to be a better father. You know, maybe she sees you reading a, you know, a, a holy book. Maybe she sees you in prayer. You know, maybe she sees uh, just some change. Maybe she sees you being more physically active and, you know, putting away, putting away the potato chips and have the carrots instead. I don't know. Just they can be quiet little changes, but that show discipline and they show that you are in control of yourself. Right. First of all. Okay. Well, listen, we're at 32 minutes right now. And I think we've actually touched on this. You've really given me a lot to think about. And, you know, I know that I'm telling you right now, I know you and I have scheduled the next podcast to get together. And my, our plan wasn't even to turn this into a two parter, but I think we've kind of touched on some issues that demand, that we flesh these out some more. And so um, I think that we're going to, yeah, we're definitely going to turn this into a two-parter, but, you know, as far as me, it's just kind of summing up what I've, you know, taken from this is, is, uh, is number one, being able to kind of have the self, being able to have the self-awareness to ask, why am I behaving this way? Why do I continue this behavior that ultimately is destructive to myself, to my family, to my relationships, to my goals. Why am I continuing this destructive and then destructive behavior and then figuring out, okay, what benefit, what have I gotten from that? And then eliminating that, you know, just eliminating that behavior and really kind of doing a a 180 and doing, you know, basically doing the opposite so really have, and I know in the next 72 hours, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a situation and I'm going to have to report on it when we talk again, where I've done it. I'm, I've had to, I'm going to have to catch myself. So that's number one. Um, number two, you know, having a voice, having an opinion, not being afraid to, to voice it, uh, not being able, not being afraid to lead and, and make decisions. But also I think the most important takeaway from the podcast today is consistency. Because your wife can see you read a book or put down the chips or, you know, eat the vegetarian option on an airplane once or or even even, you know, put the the chips away, put the chips away for a week. If you pick them back up the next, you know, and, and go for the carrot sticks or whatever, if you pick them back up in a week. It's 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 going to be like it never nothing ever changed, yeah. you know. Or, or the video. I, I don't particularly pay, play video games. That's not uh, my vices are far more destructive than that. Not video games. But. <laughs> <laughs> so ask me yourself at, again. I mean, really, if you're being a bitch, ask why you're being a bitch. Like, really, look at yourself in the mirror and say, why am I behaving this way? And stop it and then be consistent and be respectful. And it's funny, taking those three steps to fix your relationship doesn't require any help from your spouse. Right. 
And for those of you listening, if you're in a relationship or in a marriage that's in a rough spot, that's got to make you feel pretty good that you can go home right now and take specific action steps to fix your marriage or fix your relationship. And you don't have to have help from the other person. So it seems like when you're, when your heart changes, you know, when you're, when your desire is there and your heart changes and you feel something different, you want to be different many times, maybe not all the time, but many times there's an immediate reciprocation. I mean, if we just, if we get in the right space within our own thoughts and in our own heart, um, it doesn't take long to see that, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is a good thing to, to foster in a relationship. And, um, I've, I've certainly found that with myself and many people I've worked with. I gotta be honest with you, Brad, right now, maybe it's my religious upbringing or I don't know what it is, but I feel like we had to close with a prayer. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Guys, this has been great. This is episode two of the alpha quorum podcast. I, again, we're invitation only right now. So if you're listening to this right now, chances are you're part of a very select group of people that we want and value your feedback. So please shoot us a text, shoot us a Facebook message, Instagram, whatever, but we want to know your feedback and we would like ideas for future episodes. Until 72 hours from now, when we meet again, Brad and I get on here and talk about another topic. I am Derek Johnson. This is Brad Singletary, and we are out. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum.